You don't have to be a genius to see I don't know what I'm doing But don't just take it from me Cause you do a lot of dummy, dummy, dumb things Welcome to a very special episode of I Promise I'm Smart with me, Kelly, your host, or I piss for I Promise I'm Smart, and (laughs) I am doing a Christmas episode. Why why is it Christmassy? Uh, Just because I'm back in my hometown and Christmas decorations galore. It's just the time. It's the 10th episode of the second season, meaning... We are coming to a close. So who better to guest star on this episode than Joseph Ford, one and only. Say hello, Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Nice. You know, what's crazy is I just came from Florida and Joseph came from Chicago and we were like, wait a minute, are you in Michigan? And he, he was like, are you in Michigan? How, how did this come about? Well, we both decided to upgrade our prospective hometowns to the bustling metropolis of Plymouth. Um, Absolutely. Via Snapchat, basically. We, yeah, we was, discovered we were in the same area. He was like, surely she's coming home from Detroit because it's after Thanksgiving. And I said, nay, nay, I'm coming nay, home nay. for a full month. Um, but what else is new? So, Hi. Hello. How did we know each other? We know each other from college. Uh, I Taylor University, the um, of Upland, Indiana. You know, very prestigious Ivy League school. Yeah. We We were there for maybe two years at the same at the time, or three. Covid. If Covid didn't happen, it was technically three. Yeah, and we were brother sister floor, which is basically just a way for antisocial freshmen to come out of their shell, forcing you to hang out with members of the opposite gender. Yeah, it's like kind of like a sorority being like brosis, like sorority fraternity, brosis, but it's like Christian version. You were a freshman and I was a sophomore. Do you remember when you met me? Nope. Can I swear? Yeah. What, do you think children listen to this? I don't know who listens to this. Nobody listens to this. That's I listened to this later and remember my conversations with people so that if I ever miss them, I'll say, oh, I remember that oh. conversation with Joseph. What a pal. That's fair. When did we meet? Um, I mean, your freshman year. Probably. You were in Ireland. Yeah, my freshman year. I'm older than you. Nice. <laughs> you were not in Ireland. <laughs> But I do remember, I knew you were on my brother floor, and then we had some sort of English class together, and you have oh. kind of, you have a resting bitch face, oh, yeah. and I didn't yeah. know if you, like, knew I was on your sister floor or something, but I was like, I'm going to make this person be my friend, and I would, like, go out of my way to talk to you, and I felt like you didn't like me, so it made me want to, like, make you like me even more. Yeah. Yeah. Playing hard to get. So that's how we... Because, yeah, I tried really hard. Right, because that's a phase in my life, and I think everybody's life, where it's not cool to acknowledge that other people exist. Got it. Right? Like, once you do that, you're sort of weakening your own social standing. (laughs) 
whenever somebody comes to you at age, you know, 18, 19, mm-hmm. the goal is to be like, who are you? Right. Because obviously, like, that elevates your status so much more. Yeah. Look at all the people I don't know. Oh, well, it worked. Because I was like, oh, I need to get him to, like, know who I am. <laughs> right. Of course. That's the game. Now, four or five look years later. Look at us now. Look at us now. I'm like, wow. 18-year-olds are dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I can... The character development is real. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I do not feel close to the person I was at 18 years old. Yeah, thank God mm-hmm. for getting older. Yeah. Um, we played soccer together in a mural. In a mural wise. I not to toot my own horn, but I think I was the captain or something because no one else wanted to organize anything. Yes. So but. the class, I believe, was critical approaches to literature. Oh yeah. With Dr. Nancy Dayton. Of course. The Queen. It was a nine AM. Yeah, so you we were so I tired. Was always pissed off. <laughs> we were not in a good mood. And this was a class where you were required to participate. Yeah. And, like, use your brain. And I was like, ugh. Ew. Not today, Nancy. But I think, I think we became friends in that a little bit. Yeah, definitely soccer helped, I think. Yeah. But I do know that when we did become friends, a lot of girls I knew had crushes on you. And I was like, oh, well. Off limits, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that would have been... Someone should have told me. That girls liked you? Yeah. I feel like I did tell you. You probably did. I did. Yeah, I probably did. You you definitely did. I was Um, like, how do you feel about this girl? And you were like, eh. Meh. But you had said, like, if I'm going to date someone, she's got to be pretty close to perfect. Did I say that? You said that once, and I was like, okay, never date Johnson. So much like me. Yeah. Everybody, that's a red flag. No. If you're going into college... Hey, have high standards, though. If you're going into college and a guy says that, that's a red flag. But you should have high standards. You don't want to date that guy. He's emotionally unavailable. No. Because maybe you meant perfect for you. That's not going to be the same person that's perfect for me. Although, I've done one podcast, one other podcast before. I did Maddie Miller's podcast. I feel like I did a great job on that. Was it just you and her? It was me and Blake Jorosinski and her. Okay, well, that's different when you have three people. Why? Because he's funnier, he's wittier than me? No, because every time... No, it's not. Every time I've... How dare you say that about my roommate? I'm so... Blake? Yeah. He's not your roommate anymore, bitch. Uh, (laughs) Oh, every time I've had three people, it's just a better dynamic, more people to bounce off of. When it's two people in a car in downtown Plymouth when you have nothing planned, it's going to be awkward. It's not awkward. I just think it's boring. I'm a bad host. You think it's you think this is awkward? I don't think it's awkward. I think I'm a bad host because I have nothing to ask you. <laughs> Interesting. But it, do you want to know why? You've never listened to this podcast before. So, yeah. Con- true confessions. Well, yeah. Nobody has. I've but, not listened to this podcast Yeah, before. but it's called I Promise I'm Smart. And I was supposed to originally be I asking piss. people question or asking people like embarrassing stories from their childhood or from growing up i like to confess embarrassing things i did growing up um and then be like i promise i'm smart i just do dumb things okay like it kind of just turned into whatever where i interview people and so that's why it's not very interesting because it's very personal because it's just me talking to my friends 
I started a note in my notes app about crazy stories from my childhood because there are quite a few. Um, why is your phone not out right now? Well, because I remember them all. So you don't sharp need as your attacks. Right <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to like two days ago. I was like, I can't believe I did such and such a thing. Now I can't remember what I was like. Well, get your phone out. You have. Well, okay, it. I can. I can tell. I can just. I can just keep going about oh, perfect. Stories, Let's talk about. There was one time where, so my brother played varsity soccer in high school. Nice. My brother is six years older than I am. So if he was in high school, say he was 16 or 17, so I was 10 or 11. Let me preface this by saying homeschooled. Got it. Always a great start. I was homeschooled. Therefore, I had to go everywhere my brother did. Therefore, every time he was at soccer practice, I was at soccer practice. Yeah. So what did I do, you think, to fill my time? While my brother was practicing his soccer. Were you doing magic tricks? I was not doing magic tricks. Playing solitaire? I was not playing solitaire. What? I was kicking sand in at other children. <laughs> Wait, well, other children were waiting too? Yes. It's a homeschool. Oh, well, so you were, you were like playing with other children. I was quote unquote playing, quote unquote bullying, bullying. <laughs> other children. <laughs> Great. It's kind of sick. But it's self-aware that you know it was bull- that you were a bully. Well, because of my the girl I was kicking sand at, she's crying. Girl, yeah. Sad. Did you have a crush on her? Probably. How old were I you? think it was like a primal like me like me hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, every boy did every, that. Got that part out, oh. Jesus. Why? No, because no it's reason. true. Every <laughs> every boy that liked me growing up was mean to me. And I was like, man, why does everyone hate me? And then I'll think back and be like, oh, all of these like scarring things that boys have said to me growing up were probably like meaningless to them. Like they didn't think anything of it. Um, anyway, so you were kicking sand at her. Yeah, until so she, she goes crying to her mom and then her mom's like... Your son is kicking sand at my daughter. <laughs> and my mom goes, oh, my God, I can't believe you're kicking sand at that girl. I say, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Was your twin brother with you? Yeah, he was kicking sand, too. We were just <laughs> piling it on. We were, no. Let the grains <laughs> fly. So you and your twin are bullies. When do you think that phase is going to end for you? When are you yeah, going to stop being a bully? Four or five years. Yeah. Like maybe when you hit 30? Yeah, you know... Hopefully. This is we This want is the Joseph to be experience. Real, real raw. This is authentic. I say what I mean. But it's not even that embarrassing cuz you were doing it with your brother and you were the, just bullying a girl. That's I so I legitimately think like caveman brain took over. Like yeah. when I think I remember doing this, I distinctly remember this moment. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, look at me, I'm kicking sand at this girl. And then my mom was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? I legitimately think I like went into a trance. I feel like boys still do that, like at our age. So I think the fact that you don't do that anymore is good. When was the last time you witnessed this behavior? Like when a man was tickling me while we were making out and I said, stop, I don't like that. You think his caveman brain said, 
said me tickle <laughs> she like cannot me tickle. because she, can, <laughs> she cannot control her body when i tickle her Ooh, okay that's yeah and i was I'll like stop i don't one. like that and he was like ho, ho. <laughs> anyway maybe this, i'll cut that hold off. on that's hmm. strikingly similar it is yes caveman brain takes yeah. over I'm sure this girl that I was kicking sand at the whole time was like, Stop, I don't like sand on right, me. Right, and you're like, this is funny. And you're like, <laughs> I like making her react. Interesting. I don't know. We're growing. I'd be having a great time. And then... <laughs> and then oh, here comes Sickle Monster! <laughs> no! Oh, God. I'm scared of all men. But, like, I still want to make out with him. So what's that, like, cave woman coming out? Being yeah. like, oh, well... One red flag. Mm. I've been in therapy lately. <laughs> do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about that? You just kind of brought I've, that up. Well, we've been discussing how important self deceit is. Okay, add more sugar. So, in this example, you would be deceiving yourself, or you are, into thinking that. I should make out with this man more. Why would I be telling myself to do that? I don't know. But I don't think you should immediately discount it just because you're telling yourself. This is the most incoherent thing I have ever <laughs> I'm said. I'm not sure what you're saying. <laughs> so, sometimes I think it's okay to just be like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way and I know it's wrong. Or not wrong. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, and I know it's not optimal, or I know it's not... It doesn't make sense that I want to make out with Tickle Monster. (laughs) But, like... Tickle Monster? It's not hurting me in any major way, and it's really just my brain getting in the way. Like, your brain is getting in the way of you having an experience that could be beneficial for you. Because you know, on, like, a primal level... You want to make out with this guy. And I'm not saying that this is your case. This is just yeah, happening. Yeah. I, I know in my case that on some primal level, I want to make out with this girl. And my brain is going like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, you have nothing in common. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And, but like, I'm preventing myself from having an experience that could be beneficial for me because I'm like way over, trying to overanalyze everything. Uh yeah, I do need to go to therapy because I know I overthink everything like that. Where the reason I never try to like date people is because I'm like, oh, well, I go too far in the future. And I'm like, well, I know it's not going to work out because of X, Y, and Z. So why would I even waste my time doing it? But then there's the other part of me that's like, well, I really want to date them. Or like, I really want right. to try certain things. I'm glad I'm going to therapy because he calls me out on stupid shit like that where I'm like, it's super normal to overanalyze it. I just don't have anyone in my life being like, what are you talking about? You're just way overanalyzing. Yeah. It's so normal. It's the most normal thing ever. It's not cause for therapy. I just don't have anyone in my life that's yeah. willing to do that. <laughs> well, because, yeah, I, I was talking to one of my friends about this particular person. She was like, oh, so you like him? And I was like, well, I don't know. And she was like, I mean, it's okay that you, like, have a crush on him. And yeah. I was like, oh, I get Like, I don't know why. Yeah, like, maybe your in, your therapist was kind of, would be saying, like, it could be beneficial for you to, like, try to get to know someone more because you have a crush on them, like, 
without thinking about all of the rational factors of why you don't want to date them. Exactly. He just doesn't want me to become an incel. I also don't want you to become an incel. I think you are far above that. By definition, I cannot become an incel. Why? Do you know what incel means? Isn't it like a guy at his computer, like... Being like, oh, women don't want to be with me, and therefore all women are the problem. But do you know what incel stands for? No. Involuntary celibate. Oh. It's someone who, by not by their own choice, has no hoes. And that is not you, because girls go, Joseph, I want to be with you. And you're like, ladies, please, let me pepper (laughs) spray you away. (laughs) Stay away. You're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this. You won't even listen to one episode of my podcast that you are in? I'll listen to other episodes of your podcast. I no, promise. I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to listen to my own episode. <sighs> I do not want to hear the asinine bullshit that I will be, spewing. that I've been spewing for the past 45 minutes or however. It's called I Promise I'm Smart, and the whole point is that we're not. <laughs> So I hope it's asinine. Aren't you from like Washington, D.C.? Yes. I don't know anything about you. That's not true. You're from Michigan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Damn, I've given you nothing to work with. Are you kidding me? I'm having a great time. Why are you acting like this? You wish Blake was here? Call Blake and then he'll... Blake! I know it's midnight, but... (laughs) <laughs> but we need your we need your color commentary okay uh, another embarrassing story from childhood we're gonna yes. keep these rolling because I feel like these are content gold um my I'm gonna throw my mom under the bus here a little bit as always but you know these were choices she made she has to live with them yeah and I love her <laughs> and I'm grateful for everything she gave me okay et cetera et cetera she's never gonna listen to this it's okay I low-key think she spends her spare time Googling my name. Oh. And my brother's names. She's obsessed with you guys. Because she's three boys? Three boys. She's an empty nester now. She homeschooled all of us. I get it. I'm not a mom, but I feel like I would be the same way. Yeah. So, my dad was overseas. My dad was in the army. He was in Iraq for around a year. Oh my god, someone just broke into my car. That's We're being true. mugged right now. <laughs> Joseph, protect me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in gender roles. Oh my god. We'll just suddenly, have to get mugged. Suddenly. Oh. Suddenly you're submitting. <laughs> oh no. So your mom. My dad was in Iraq for around a year. He was deployed in the army, and he comes back with. Under Armour shirts, muscle shirts, Mm -hmm. for little uh, 11-year-old me. Okay. Approximately 11. The one who kicks sand at people? Yeah, this is probably like a year or two after the sand kicking. Yeah. That whole, like, phase of my life is fairly muddled. As it is for all of us. Is that the case? Yeah, they put drugs in our water, I think. I can't remember a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I mean, there's nothing like marking the years, you know. I was back with Under Armour shirts, but would not allow my twin brother and I to wear them in public because they were deemed immodest. 
Because they were form-fitting? <laughs> exactly. Wow. So my parents, who, as a caveat, are lovely people, very intelligent. I have a ton of respect for them. They have provided me for a million things. But my parents thought that there were people out there who were, like, essentially sexualizing 11-year-old Joseph's <laughs> Joseph's. In a, like, because I was in a muscle shirt. It's like, it's too yeah. much. You're, in, you're inviting too much. Well, maybe they were onto something because they're pedophiles galore. I don't they think were they just, were thinking about they pedophiles. They were just, they were, uh, like, other little girls? They thought I was a hoe. They said, we don't want you to go around looking like this. Yeah. So I, I had to wear it only in the house. Okay. Well, I actually appreciate that because I felt like at our, my private schools growing up, it was always targeted at girls and what we were wearing and like what we weren't allowed to wear. And our parents were like, you can't wear leggings and you can't wear shorts and you can't wear spaghetti straps and all that. So I'm glad that your parents were like, hey, hey, it's boys too. They also, they're, are, they're causing the girls to stumble. <laughs> hey, that's the whole story. That's a good But time. I thought somebody would, someone might appreciate that, uh, that perspective. Under Armour muscle shirts. Yeah, crazy. See, I shouldn't even be the host of this podcast because every time someone says an embarrassing story, I'm like, that's not even embarrassing. <laughs> like, I'm just always you just like, hear you don't even I know. know. <laughs> I'm like... Well, we're all embarrassing. Or I just like, oh, I feel so bad that you were so embarrassed. Even though it's supposed to be funny. I remember when I found out what embarrassment was. Oh my god, were you 13 or 14? I was like four. As you should be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not four. Probably five. Five or six. <laughs> I was at my older brother's basketball game. He did so many sports. This was, this was when he was, like, in elementary school and I was a toddler. I remember this. So, formative. I should, oh. I should bring this up with my therapist. Yeah, you should. Um, I look across the basketball court as mid-game. Mid-game, there's, like, a bunch of little 12-year-olds running up and down the, the court with their basketball. And I spy with my little eye orange slices. Yeah. Because every game, yeah, tea, some mom, will some tea mom was doing her job, gave those kids orange slices. I say, I want one. So I get up out of uh, the bleachers, and I go to the end of the court. I don't walk across the court. I'm re- <laughs> I'm respectful, and I w- I walk across the end of the court towards the other side of the gymnasium to get those orange slices. Now, it just so happens that play was in that half of the court. The referee blew his whistle at me, yelled at me to get back because the game was going on, and I, I, like, burst into tears. Oh. See, that's always my reaction when people tell me this story. I'm like, oh, poor baby. I I mean, yeah. Like, why was this grown-ass man, like, yelling at a five-year-old or a six-year-old? Also, why was someone letting you do that? Why was your mother or father... Don't. Intelligent as they are, <laughs> beautiful humans as they are, why were they letting their four-year-old walk across? Were they not like six, paying attention? But I, I don't know. They were clearly paying attention because as soon as that happened, I, like, started sobbing and wailing. 
Just wailing. Just wailing. (laughs) In the streets. I couldn't get my orange slices. It was the worst day of my life. (laughs) Strangers were yelling at me. And so my mom literally, like, took me out of the gymnasium. was like, it's okay. Tell me why you're crying. Like, I don't know. I just feel like everybody was looking at me or something like that. Something to those effects. And she says, well, that's called embarrassment. Here's, like, a time when I was a kid that was, I was embarrassed. I don't even remember what she said. But Was your mom a gentle parenting? Yeah. Like, she was, like, teaching you emotions and... Kind of. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, she explained what I was feeling because I didn't have a word for it yet because I was, like, five Aww. or six. That's crazy that you remember that. I know. That's got to be one of my earliest memories. Wow. Yeah. Can I buy you an orange? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go get an orange. I'll take an orange. And now whenever you have oranges, you think of that story? No, I haven't thought of that story in forever. Wow. Yeah. I could be a therapist. I just have nothing to actually help you. (laughs) No no tools to help you. like, wow. I mean, my therapist would not give a fuck about that story. He'd be like, okay. Uh, You were embarrassed. (laughs) Well, I sympathize. (laughs) I didn't start really admitting that I was embarrassed by things until maybe college or after college, I feel like. Like, I never wanted to admit that something was embarrassing. Because you know how you want to be cool. Yes. And I don't want people to know that I'm insecure. Even though I was crazy insecure in high school, I would literally be, like, throwing up with anxiety. And then I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> um, but then now I just say I'm embarrassed all the time. Like, even on this podcast, I'm like, oh, embarrassing stories from growing up. Embarrassed right now. Right now? I'm embarrassed right now. In this moment, you're embarrassed. A little bit. Why? Um, because I'm do- I, like I have a podcast that nine people listen to. That's fair. That's pretty embarrassing. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I know. But also, like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Do you feel? Have you noticed that you feel better since you started admitting? Yes, I do feel better admitting when I'm embarrassed because. A, it's usually asking for validation where someone will be like, that's not embarrassing, or like, don't be embarrassed. Or B, um, I'll say like, oh, that's embarrassing, because I want the other person to know that I know it's embarrassing, but I'm still doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that, like, I'm aware enough that, like, this is an embarrassing thing to be doing, but that, like, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I just repeated myself twice. Um, and... Are you embarrassed by that? No. Because I can cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) No one will know. No one will know how embarrassing I am. And I am, like, way more secure in myself now. Oh, my God, you're yawning whenever I talk. That's embarrassing for me as well. (laughs) Leave that in. Leave that in, Kelly. Could you yawn louder? (sighs) That was a silent one. It is midnight. How long are your podcasts? In podcast Chicago typically? time, it's 11. That's true. So I still have to be up in Detroit then. But. Ew. Sometimes I do actually get nervous, though, that, like, someone is going to have a crush on me, and then they're going to, like, see that I have a podcast or, like, see something on my Instagram or something on, like, Tang Dong, and be like, oh, I have the ick now. This girl is super cringy because it's true. Like, I want people to know that, like, I'm aware that I'm like that. Okay. So I do genuinely get embarrassed um, in that way. And I do frequently consider deleting everything I have ever posted. Removing the digital footprint. 
If that were only possible. I think that there have been way more people than you know who have had crushes on you and then have decided to no longer have crushes on you. Because of my Instagram. Because. Because of the podcast. No. Oh, sorry. I'll let you talk. Just because that's like life. Like people are like, oh, and then they're like, ah. Yeah. Because I'm cringy. Oh, where are we going with this? No. And I think likewise, there have been plenty of people who have talked to me or seen me or whatever and been like, oh, and then they go, ah. And that's just like, that's... That's fine. That's the way it is. <laughs> like That's the way it is. I'm not, do it to people I'm not going around here trying to collect people who have crushes on me. Like, I don't... I do care because it, like, pumps up my ego. But I shouldn't care because I'm only interested in, like, having meaningful experiences with people and not just, like... Throwing affection away, essentially. This is going to just sound like some weird form of bragging or something, but I feel like in the last year, I have had like way more attention from both genders and um, than I've ever had in my life. And I didn't know if it was, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is that we were in like Christian upbringings and like people don't really flirt with people if they don't want to like literally marry them so I just didn't even know what to do with like the attention from people and I was like I wonder if people have always kind of liked me and they just didn't express it or if it's just like in the real world like non-christian circles if people are just way like are attracted people way more easily or did I have some sort of glow up and didn't realize it or what or did I, is it just that I'm more confident now I literally don't know what to do with it because it's been baffling like all of a sudden I feel like people are like asking me out and I'm like that did not happen to me before and that's just something I wanted to share with you <laughs> well allow me to mansplain this for you yeah please I, mean, I think you're way more confident than you were oh so true Which, I I mean, I'm sure that has a ton to do with it. I also think that once you're, like, in the ecosystem, people see you as an option. And when you're, like, not putting yourself out there at all, people don't even think about you, typically. Like, when I started dating people, I started getting way more attention. It's like people only, you know, when you put the ring on your finger, people come up to you. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Did you feel like... I wasn't putting myself out there in college. I think in college it was hard to tell with you what was for yeah. fun and what was serious. Yeah. Which you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think that, you know, outside of the Christian school bubble, people are just like horny and willing to participate in way lower stakes relationships. Yeah. Which... Because, which yeah. is partly why I feel like you and I are both, like, I, I mean, let me know if I'm speaking on your behalf on accident. But I feel like, because it's been ingrained in us, that we have to be, like, looking for 
our, our husband or wife or whatever right, that right, we're right. like, oh, why would I waste my time dating this person when the average person is like, oh, like I like this person, so I'm going to date them, which yes. is it should be simple like that. Or even just like go out with them once or like yeah. do whatever. But at Taylor especially, it was like, oh, no, no, no. You yeah. can't like be casual. Like Even if I had guy friends, people would be like, Oh my god, are you guys dating? And I was like, um, I don't really think so. Or like, I just, mm. everyone knows everyone and it's always weird. It's good to have something to blame for my absolute failure at young adult dating. Are you talking about college dating? Yeah, I'm going to blame Taylor. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, I, blame, I blame Taylor yeah, for a lot of things. Yeah. Because, and then I'm, that way I'm not like, oh, it's my own brain. I can just be like, oh, it's Taylor. Well, because I feel like a lot of us are dealing with that. No, I think, I like, we're kind of repressed. I mean, I feel like I was repressed. Yeah. I, I frequently feel like I'm missing pieces of, like, the experience, the yeah. human experience. Because I, I don't understand a lot of, of what normalcy looks like, and we're getting there, and it's good. It's a journey. I do blame some of it on... My upbringing. Yeah. And I do feel like the more people I meet, the more normal I feel. Where, like, there are certain things and feelings that I had growing up where I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm a pervert. Or, like, why am I so, like, obsessive about this? And then I think the more people you meet, it's like, oh, that's actually just called being, like, a normal teenager. Or, like, literally being a normal person (laughs) we're just kind of going through it later than everyone else maybe yeah yeah no i agree most people have thought about what we're talking about and i've either chosen to put it in the back of their minds or have developed past it and it's like super normal and there's a lot of people out there that are just pretending to have something figured out but it's just yeah a slight delay i feel like the phase that I'm in now is what, like, a lot of people go through when they're literally 14. What yeah. is that? Like, I mean, probably a high school, just because we're Hollywood-pilled, and, like, everyone's like, oh, when you're, like, 16, you're, like, fucking everybody. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. But, right. yeah, right. It, it, is, it is, some of it does feel like high school development. Some of it does feel like college development. A lot of it feels like early college. The sort of stuff that I'm going through now... We're just a couple years late. Is, yeah, exactly. Is the stuff that I feel like people... A lot of people probably solve freshman year. Also, it's not as uncommon as you would think that people our age who are also not from Christian circles are, like, as inexperienced as I am or whatever. Like, it's also not that weird that I'm, like, inexperienced. Um, young men having sex is at, like, an all-time low. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah. So just people in general are not having as much sex? No, mostly young men. Oh, really? Yeah. Why are women, are women fucking each other now more than before? That I'll let you talk. I don't know, because I'm already taking this stat out of context. But, Perfect. like, I, I've seen this we a couple of times. Smart. Yeah, we, I promise I'm smart. I've seen it a couple of times that, like... Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people, they're spending more time alone. They're spending time on the computer and in, like, internet circles, which, you know, no hate. I participate in some of that. Like, it's really hard for people right now to experience 
genuine human connection, I think. Like, there's a whole lot of people out there, but it, it doesn't feel like there's a ton of, of humans. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's a, a total lack of, like, vulnerability or desire for emotional intimacy that is scary. Yeah. I think it, I heard, like, Trevor Noah talking about something like that, where he was saying, like, I'm probably definitely misquoting him, but it was something like how men um, want to be physical with women because it's, like, a place for them to have intimacy that they can't really express in other areas of their lives that women usually can express intimacy, like, with their female friends and with their other relationships. So... Sometimes we're like, oh, man, like, why do men always want to just, like, be physical with a woman instead of saying, like, why aren't we a society that allows men to have intimacy in their male friendships and their female friendships where they wouldn't just, like, crave the closeness of physical intimacy? I do feel like it's easy for... It's it's been easy for me to be, like, easily creeped out by a guy because... Or to just write off men as being like, oh, they all just want, like, physical things for me. Or they just want me for my body. But then sometimes it's valid that they want to be close to me because they don't know how else to express, like, their feelings of, okay. of intimacy or affection for me. I don't really know. Maybe. I mean, I think... This is the the male perspective. Yeah, I, that's I think that devalues a little bit like physical connection. Yeah, I'm sure that having physical connections with other people is like good for human brains. Yeah, like I think we literally need it actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's it's one of like the primal caveman like brains needs. Yeah, and yet for so long, like. I, because I actually don't know if I've talked about this on my podcast before. Like, I've talked about how I throw up easily, but I haven't really explained, like, basically every time I've kissed a guy or, like, made out with someone or um, even, like, other times when I've just been alone with a guy, I literally throw up. Like, I'll just, it's anxiety, but it's just, like, a weird, like, my body rejecting men. And so I was like, <laughs> am I gay? Like, I li- I truly... And you guys, I do need to go to therapy. I know I say this every time. But... Um, this is your... Why go this to therapy? Is you my start therapy. a podcast. Exactly. But, and also... Don't do it, kids. I'm just lo- desperate for someone to, like, relate to me because... I know, like... I'm sure other people have thrown up after making out with boys. <laughs> well, I know that a lot of it... I'm sure a lot of it we is from... This, this hey, lady. excuse me, Have girl. you ever thrown up after Quick making out with a boy? But I know a lot of it is, like, purity culture and, like, yeah. being told my entire life that, like, the only thing I have to offer as a woman and the most important thing I have to offer as a woman is my body and I need to save it for someone and blah, blah, blah. And so then every time I felt, like, physical attraction to someone, I would be, like, disgusted with myself. Rationally, I know, like... There is absolutely nothing. I find absolutely nothing wrong with like making out with someone. I find absolutely nothing wrong with uh, physical intimacy. But deep down, I still am like, ew, like this is the one thing I have to offer. I can't like be. Mm. 
offering that to anyone if they're not like way more special to me or something like that. Yeah, that's fake. And it's gross. That's fake. Yeah. It's just sad because rationally I don't agree with that, but my body doesn't agree with my body will reject physical intimacy. Yeah. <laughs> so Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, I I think it's funny. There's, it's like midnight, and there's like all these people walking back from bars in the parking lot, and they see us in here. They're like, oh, they're probably like <laughs> getting down and dirty. When in fact, in we're spell. doing the chatted move of yeah. recording a podcast. We're recording a podcast. That's how Kelly does things. The Virgin Makeouter versus the Chad Podcaster. Am I the chat? Have you, have you seen those memes? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm not going to explain a meme on a podcast. Oh, but sad. Well, I just don't know really anything. Funny. Am I the virgin podcast? That's not even the... No, it's the chat. You're the chat? No. We're both the chat. Oh. The... Uh, okay. <laughs> to recap, the virgins <laughs> are the ones who waste their time making out at midnight. Meanwhile, the chads are sitting here contributing to society with intellectual thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> the joke explained. Thank you. I needed it. Because yeah, I'm not okay. smart. That part's not making it down. Oh, my God. The end of season two is going to be me admitting that I'm not smart, in fact. <gasps> Why do I sound like Nick Kroll? What do you typically talk about on this besides childhood stuff is it normally You'll have like to listen to find I out i probably should listen <laughs> i should have done my research fuck yeah. do you always talk about very deep and heavy things no 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 is this gonna be like whiplash for your listeners they're like we thought kelly was gonna talk about musical theater we thought it was gonna be funny <laughs> and i cried because and now she's, she's pathetic physical trauma no not pathetic <laughs> do you think there's anything in there that I can it's use? podcastable. Uh, yeah. I okay. actually liked a lot of it. Cool. A lot of my podcasts are boring. Don't listen to the Adam one. He's boring as fuck. He's Adam. Exactly. You don't <laughs> need to know. It, I mean, it's good. You, you feel like a safe person. So I feel like we Very frequently easy. talk about things like this. Oh, thank you. Back at Which, you. Yeah. You are a safe person. It's a good quality to have. I know. I think it's very cool that we can talk about. I always felt like I could be fully myself with you without you judging me. Um, and part of that is that I know I was flirty with a lot of your friend group. And that I made like dirty jokes and stuff like that without feeling like you guys would slut shame me for it. Like I had felt through the rest of my life. Yeah. And I always felt like you guys still had respect for me. And it was very cool. And then I also felt... These people are hammered. Yeah, baby. Plymouth getting lit on a Friday night. Put that man behind the wheel. Perfect. Get him on the highway. Y'all need a ride? I'm busy that day. <laughs> Anyway, I was trying to compliment you for being respectful and for always making me feel accepted 
and that guy was able to express my feelings to you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you felt that way. Yeah. Who are your nine listeners? Um, great question. Madison Merritt. I know you're listening. <laughs> Shout out, Madison. Madison. Ow, ow. Why does she listen? Because she loves me. Because she loves you. That's amazing. No, I don't know who the other eight are. Why do you know Madison? Because she will tell me that she, she I'm like, she's She'll like a me. top listener. Great podcast episode. <laughs> I loved when you talked about throwing up when kissing boys. <laughs> Relatable. Yeah, I don't know if people knew about that. But I knew I, about that. You knew about Taylor. that. I feel like you told yeah. me Taylor. I was like, yo, I don't know what's wrong, but I threw like, up. Yo, I, I just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I threw up. No, I, <laughs> I know I would be like, Joseph, I'm sorry we're about to audition for something, but I have to go throw up real up. quick. <laughs> and then I would come back and be like, oh, better. That's what it was. I guess it wasn't kissing bus. But yeah, I did. I did fully throw up. And then I'd be like, sorry, I smell like puke. <laughs> <laughs> did you throw up when you kissed me? No. I don't, I've never thrown up from kissing. Shut up. Get the vom inside. <laughs> no. I'm a whore. No. For women. No. Have I'm you kissed more women than you have weird men? weird phase. At this point? Probably. Let's go. Um, yay. No incels here. What's an incel? An incel is an involuntary celibate person. Man. Specifically, there can be incel ladies, I think. Oh, okay, like me. Just kidding. <laughs> All you have to do to not be an incel is be celibate voluntarily. Exactly. That's the key. Be monastic. Monastic. Monasty. So, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Season finale! Nothing to do with Christmas. You think Santa's real? Yeah. Yeah? Have you seen him? No. I think Tim Allen might actually be Santa. The Anyway. <laughs> the guy that's like, if humans evolved from apes, why are there still apes? That Tim guy? Allen? That's Has Tim he Allen. said that? Yeah, he said that on Twitter. You mean my lord and savior Buzz Lightyear, Tim mm-hmm. Allen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regrettably. Um, I... Do you think Santa's real? You don't? I'm a, I'm a truther. I'm a, I'm a Santa truther. <laughs> I'm a flat earther who believes in Santa. Santa was created by the globalists to surveil every home oh, in the world. Oh, absolutely. And I did try and make cookies for Santa, and I burned them because yeah. I tried to bake them in the microwave, and I also just said, Cooks, cook cookies. Hey, did you ever... Uh, sit on Santa's lap as a child. Why are they called cookies? And yes, I did. What did you, what did, how did that interaction go? I don't remember, and that's probably why I throw up when I kiss boys. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thank you. I did once. I asked him for a Transformer for Christmas. Not the electrical kind, like a toy. What'd you get? I think I got a Transformer. (gasps) Santa's real. Therefore, Therefore, using a fallacy of logic, Santa real. Santa real. <laughs> By the transmuter. Stop trying to break in. Sorry. 
by the inverse square law. You know, uh, have you seen The Grinch? I think so. My, the, you, b- uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch? Oh, no, I haven't seen Jim Carrey's Grinch. Ew. Well, the one... Oh, no, it's an <laughs> Lady My who ick. hasn't seen... <laughs> Jim Gary's no. Grinch. Well, there's one. Well, you're not gonna laugh at this then. But my favorite line in that movie is when the Grinch is a little baby boy, so he's like a toddler that the stork brought to these ladies. I actually I need to rewatch that because I don't remember <laughs> what's going on there. But um, he, they're like, here's a cookie on a Santa plate, and then he throws the cookie and eats Santa, and it's a glass plate. As you're yawning, <laughs> I'm just trying goes, to picture it. And he goes. Santa, bye bye. And I think it's so funny. He just eats the glass plate and goes, Santa, bye bye. That seems like the, the, the sort Grinch. of movie that would have scared me as a child. Oh, it should. It is. It is something else. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I think we um, got through a lot of therapy today. Yeah, I think so too. I'm really glad about this impromptu meeting in Michigan. Can you not include my last name on the episode? Joseph Ford. You know, we have a Ford um, road here. Because I drove by it. I'm no so way. glad you did because, you know, Ford cars uh, were founded in Detroit. And yes. our president, Ford, is also from Michigan. A motor City. Gerald? Gerald R. Himself. Yeah, I didn't know that. That... People we know probably will not listen to this. Actually, maybe they will because they'll be like, oh my God, Kelly and Joseph, they're, they're probably dating. They're probably going to announce that they're dating. He just posted that B-reel with her. Oh my God, they're on a date. I honestly, let them, let them know. Let them have it. Let them know. What? This is the real me. <laughs> Are we announcing that we're dating right no, now? No. Everybody, Joseph doesn't know it yet, but we're dating. I would prefer that. People I don't know listen to it, but if people I do know listen to it, they need I need to be okay. With it. Oh yeah.